You are now listening to a podcast made in collaboration with the Copenhagen College Radio. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to episode 33 of the Social Media and Politics Podcast, bringing you expert insights into how social media is changing the political game. I'm your host, Michael Bassetta, political scientist at the University of Copenhagen. Be sure that you follow us on Twitter at SMNP Podcast and check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash social media and politics podcast. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend about the show. I am super excited to release this episode as it hits close to home for me. So we're going to be talking with the former police chief of Chula, Mississippi, and that's spelled T-C-H-U-L-A. Chula is a small town in the middle of Mississippi and was actually profiled by The Guardian in 2015 for being one of the U.S.'s poorest cities. I'll put a link to that article in the show notes, but just to give you an idea, the median household income of Chula, Mississippi is $14,325 which is about 39,000 less than the U.S. average. Um, The high school dropout rate is nearing 40%, which, again, is about 25% higher than the national average. And my dad actually lives uh, close by in a similar town, which it's very much agricultural driven. Um, There's not a lot of commerce. There's not a lot of even grocery stores because um, most people are pretty self-sustainable or can get what they need from their neighbors. As I mentioned, the high school dropout rate tends to be high, and that's because there's not a lot of public funding for education, but also because a lot of students drop out of high school to help work on the family farm or because they know they're going to be a farmer and they don't view education as that important. So whenever you have a small town, not a lot of funding for law enforcement or for education, and a relatively poor populace with not a lot of means for advancement, um, you're likely to have crime. And so today's guest is Kenneth Hampton. He's the former chief of police of Chula, Mississippi. And what's interesting about Kenneth is he's really adopted Facebook in a rather unorthodox way. And I would encourage uh, anyone listening before getting into the interview to go check out his Facebook pages. Um, One is Chula Police Department that has over 25,000 likes. Uh, And then his other is New Southern Justice, which has over 10,000 likes. And through these Facebook pages, Kenneth has adopted some rather unorthodox means of law enforcement through social media. Uh, He's called out certain criminals, uh, asking them to turn themselves in. He has posted video surveillance of break-ins and sort of trash-talking criminals a little bit, or as Kenneth himself would say, put them on blast. And Kenneth has received a lot of national and even international media attention for his style of law enforcement. Um, and a couple weeks ago, turned in a letter of resignation um, that is connected to some political pressures that we're going to talk about in this episode. So I've been following these pages for some time, and I think it's super interesting that a police chief in a town of 2,000 people can garner over 25,000 likes on the department's Facebook page. So the style of law enforcement, it's definitely uh, a little bit controversial. Um Kenneth is not your average police chief by any means, but I wanted to talk to him and find out exactly what were his motivations or sharing some of his experiences about using social media as a law enforcement tool in small town Mississippi. So without further ado, let me introduce Kenneth to the show. He is the uh, police chief of Chula, Mississippi, and uh, I called him up on his cell phone through Skype. Kenneth, thanks so much for taking the time out and welcome to the Social Media and Politics podcast. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. 
So first of all, can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about Chula, Mississippi? How would you describe it? Well, I mean, it's a small town, but um, I mean, as of now, I am the former chief of police. I put in my resignation uh, just over a week ago. So, right, and, and we'll get into that in a in a second. But um, you know, I, I'm a little bit familiar with Southwest Mississippi, but a lot of our listeners come from other countries, et cetera. So, so how would you describe it? Um, well, Chula is a small town. Uh, it's only got about just over two thousand people there. Not a lot of jobs, not a lot of uh, growth as of now, uh, but they, I guess they're going to be working on it uh, in between, you know, fighting the uh, the crime that's that's going on down there. I heard since I resigned, the crime is kind of going up. Everybody's kind of you know, just doing their own thing. And, and how is the crime there normally? Well, before I got there, the crime was up. And uh, by the time I was walking out the door, we had got crime down about 70 to 80%. So uh, I think within a week's time, they had more fights and burglaries and robberies, you know, that, than I had, I think, in the whole two years that I was there. So I, was, I guess they were just waiting for the, the bell to ring. And before we get into your resignation and your Facebook use, et cetera, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, you weren't always in law enforcement, right? You spent over a decade in the Marines. Yeah, I was in the Marines for 14 years and um, had a lot of jobs in the Marines. Like I would move from one thing or they would move me from one thing to another. I started out as a mechanic. Um, I was a Marine Corps recruiter for three years. I was on I duty with the Marine Corps Reserve for three years. Uh, went to uh, Damn Neck, did some training there. Um, it was just a lot of stuff. I mean, it was just like anything. You, if you get bored with one job, you can always find do a lat move or mm-hmm. volunteer to do something else. Um, I wrote a book that was based on it. Was some fiction, some nonfiction, um, but I wrote a book about an adventure that I had over there in the Philippines. It was called uh, The Killing Man. So it's a, it's a short book, you know, but uh, I, I had fun writing because at the time I couldn't type. <laughs> <laughs> and so, how did you get into law enforcement then? Well, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do when I got out. So I ended up uh, putting in applications around here in Yazoo. I mean, Yazoo Police Department, uh, Jackson PD, and, and different other places, Vicksburg, and uh, a friend of mine told me about Chula, so I ended up going to Chula, uh, talking to the chief uh, who was passed down. Uh, he, he died in a car accident. And he hired me, and um, I put myself through the, the police academy with my GI Bill, mm. uh, so it wouldn't be uh, an, you know, uh, no expense to the city. Yeah, if I was waiting for them to send me, they didn't have a, the they didn't have the funds to keep, you know, send people to the police academy. So uh, it was it was fortunate for me that I had the GI Bill, so I used the GI Bill, and um, I did that in 2000. I started there in 2013, which is the same year that I got out of the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and then uh, I came out in um, 2014. Uh, that's when I graduated the police academy. 
Gotcha. So fast forward to just a few weeks ago, um, you send in your letter of resignation, and there's some important political context that needs to be filled in here, right? There was recently an election for a new mayor in, in was it in Chula? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that this might have something to do with uh, your resignation. Could you tell us more about that? Well, the the new administration, they did campaign as far as, you know, against my Facebook, you know, strategies and stuff. Um, some of the town folk didn't like the fact that if they did something that was against the law or something like that, that I would, you know, put them on blast. And some of them got the misunderstanding that if they called for a burglary, I was going to show up to their house hmm. with a camera and put that on there too. But if you look at my, my you know, there's, there's a trend. Uh, it's not don't take a rocket science to figure out most of the the people that I put on Facebook were people that I was looking for, and I give them plenty of chances to come in. So they were actually had committed a crime. Not a, I never put the victim on. Mm-hmm. The answer to answer your question, that it was just basically against my you know my style of, of policing. Um, but thing about it is they're not walking in my shoes. They wasn't. And now that they are, mm-hmm. I think they understand it. It's a reason. It's a, it's a method behind them. You know what I was doing. It was a reason for it. But uh, you know, we we were a short man. You know, we only had like uh, at the time when I first started doing that, I only had like four people, four to five people working. Interesting. I want to ask you a little bit more about that because. Yeah, you've, you've definitely incorporated social media as part of your law enforcement strategy. And you've described it previously as a non-lethal weapon. And so I want to ask you, why did you turn to social media as a tool for law enforcement? Well, uh, okay, I joined, uh, I started using the, the social media. It served like several purposes. One, it, it helped the community, you know, get involved in what I was doing, you know, let them know that I was, you know, doing work and stuff like that. But um, it also let the, the criminal, I gave them a chance to come in and, and safely turn themselves in. But, you know, because my, my, my way of thinking is if I can get you to walk through my door, mm-hmm. then I'll feel a lot better. If I got to walk through your door, things could go bad or, or south, as they say. But, um, you know, it was, it was more, it, was, it, didn't, it helped me protect the officers that work with me. Because we didn't want to have to worry about working, getting our heads blown off if we kick in your door. If we if we get, if I could get you to come into my you know office and we sit down and we can talk and then I'll let you know hey you know you got a warrant. Some of them were you know misdemeanor warrants, but the felony warrants. If I can get you to come in, then obviously I'm not going to have to come to the door with uh, you know my gun out and stuff like that, scaring the kids, the neighbors, and stuff like that. So. It just, uh, I had a, I had a high percentage of people that, you know, actually turned themselves in and they, you know, worked out a lot safer than, you know, anything that I've ever done before. And, and the posts, I mean, you definitely have this, uh, straight shooting certain style of, of the way you post on Facebook and the way you use that for law enforcement. Is that a reflection of who you are or is that a certain strategy that you want to project to criminals or why do you use Facebook in the way that you do? Um, I'm pretty much a straight shooter. Uh, I, I pretty much shoot from the hip. They, uh, well, they didn't understand exactly where I was coming from, so they didn't. Kind of, some people didn't like it. 
You know, sometimes I use uh, profane language and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I, to be honest with you, I, I curse like a sailor sometimes. Um, I've had all my, a lot of my mentors and my friends tell me, hey, stop cursing. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is the people that I'm, I'm talking to, and they know who I'm talking to, who the, the messages, they understand exactly what I'm saying because they don't speak, you know, they speak a certain language, a different style of language. Uh, it's English, but uh, just the same. It's, it's somewhat different. So you have to you have to get down on that level sometimes because that's what they understand. Right. You mean you know, criminals? They don't understand. They don't. Yeah, the criminals. They don't. They don't understand. Come in, please. Or you know, can we? Uh, you know, hey, can we? You come in and let's sit down and have a talk. You got to put some some gravy on that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I believe in using you know, anywhere between 30 and 40 weight gravy. So that's, <laughs> you know, figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's the way I, I do business. Um, it worked. And the thing about it is, there's no denying uh, a friend of mine, uh, Billy D. Reed, he, he'll tell you, he has this thing, he said, you can't deny the numbers. If it works, it works, you know. And there's the thing about it is, there's no laws being broken. You know, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't trampling on anybody's you know rights or anything like that. It was just a different way of policing. And did you ever receive any type of kind of formal criticism or official criticism from other authorities saying, you know? Don't do that. You didn't break the law, maybe, but was there some pressure from outside to to cool it down, so to say? Um, not necessarily other agencies. There was other knuckleheads that you know. I guess they were, you know, my, my name started kind of ringing a little bit, so they would, you know, get a, it was a little animosity and stuff like that. But um, you know, I really didn't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> they the same thing. I tell everybody else. Uh, that don't agree with me and, and the way I do stuff, and that's kiss my grits. You know, and, you know, stir the eggs if you feel the need. But um, I, I don't, I don't let people dictate how I, 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 you know, I walk through life. You know, um, I think I'm on a, a mission, and uh, they just happen to not know exactly what that mission is, and they don't understand it. So they. Uh, you know, just you know, stand back and watch, you know. Got it. Um, I want to ask you about a couple different, I was looking through your posts, and I want to ask about a couple different scenarios and see if, if you've ever come across these in your, your Facebook use. And so one is, have you ever used it for investigative work, like gathering information or evidence that helped you solve a case or nail down a suspect? Oh, yes. Um, I have located people through Facebook. I usually get a lot, I get a lot of tips um, on, on Facebook as, you know, through the who, what, when, where, why, how, and all that stuff. Uh, so it comes in a lot, it comes in kind of handy and it allows people to stay, you know, kind of like behind the scenes if they want to, because of course I'm not going to tell them. And I think everybody, even though know, if you, if people think that I'm somewhat of a Superman around here, it's not me. It's my, you know, the, the people that are my, my my Facebook family, you know, helping me out. Um, as far as you know, letting me know where they are, what they're wearing, and stuff like that. I've even gotten a tip on 
something that was going to happen a week before mm-hmm. it happened. You know, so <laughs> you know, uh, and and people that I think that's how you know people kind of look at me like you know this, this cowboy had you know wearing um, you know super guy, but that's not the case. It's not. It's just that you know I got some loyal, uh, dedicated <laughs> fans, and, and you know they uh, they help me out. A great deal, you know, and, and think about it, and that, and they, and it's the community, you know, that's getting involved. You know, it, it allows people that don't wear the badge to kind of like, it, it's like a neighborhood watch, and then they call Big Daddy and say, "Hey, he's breaking in over here, such and such and such." And Big Daddy goes over there and you know do the Hulk smash or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so kind of like Crime uh, Stoppers or Neighborhood Watch, as you said. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool, but it's a little more direct. Yeah, right. And so I've seen you mentioned it before that um, there's some posts where you'll you'll call out a criminal by name or a suspect, and you'll ask them to turn themselves in in a certain amount of time, like 48 hours. And has that actually worked? Oh yeah, it happens. Uh, it happens before. Um, they kind of cheated me out of my my foot chase, or you know. And the thing about it is, I tell everybody, is policing is you know one of the best sports. And that shows on the on earth because we get to hunt if we want to all the time, you know. But yeah, they they have turned themselves in, um, and then I've had people call in and kind of like make arrangements, you know, so, you know, to come down there with their bail a bail's bondsman or you know even a lawyer once before. So right, um, it gives every, it gives everybody a chance, and it uh, it puts everything out on the table. And usually when I call people by name. Um, or put your face out there or a video. I, I pretty much got to be at the right. That's why I'm doing it. So you had really, there's no purpose in running. You know, I you basically just come in because I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had not put the handcuffs on you yet. And do you think that by, by posting those pictures and calling people out, do you think that helps to curb others from committing crimes because they might not want to be in that situation? Right. Especially if they're on, out on parole or they're hiding from some from somebody. Um, I've had that. That has been the case. I have one guy. He's uh, you know violated his parole, and he is now gone. You know because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, there's some peer pressure. You know, you know the family members. They don't want to be have you know their, their son or daughter embarrassed. You know stuff like that. So you know to it, it would be who of them to you know just abide by the law, you know, do what you're supposed to do and stay out of my way, you know, because we, we, one thing has been proven that if you screw up, I'm going to get you. So uh, I think they uh, they got the message. Um, and now that I'm gone, they're, they're pretty much things are, I heard are back to normal. Uh, and I thought it would take a lot longer, but just recently the Dollar General got broken into, uh, what, about two nights ago? Two or three, yeah, like two nights ago. And that's like the third or fourth burglary since I resigned. Uh huh. Interesting. Um, and then the last kind of scenario I want to ask you is: Do any of these suspects kind of taunt you back? Do they? Uh, do they try to get you back on Facebook somehow? Mm, not well. I have one guy call me out on Facebook, uh, Travis Baker, who was one of my, uh, you know, he, he was the problem child. Uh, um, and, and, and I guess he he, he kind of respect me, but at the same time, I guess he thought he was going to be the one to uh, you know call me out and, and get away with it. 
which, you know, that wasn't a good idea. Um, and, I, and I took it kind of personal that he uh, said that I wouldn't be able to catch him, um, you know, especially on foot, because that that's the, the challenge of, that's the challenges of challenges right there, because, you know, I pride myself on being somewhat speedy, somewhat fast. Um, they gave me the nickname down there, Fofo. <laughs> like running a four four forty, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I usually catch you within that that length of time or you know that distance. So they, um, but he, uh, yeah, he's one of the guys that that, that called me out, and uh, I think he called me out on Saturday. I, I saw it on a Saturday night. I took Sunday off, and by Monday, eleven o'clock, I had him face down with a, uh, you know, the nun in back of his head, you know, waiting to put some handcuffs on him. So, um, and of course I strutted him right back through the, the path that he ran from me. So everybody can see it because that's just the way I do business. You know? Got it. Um, uh, little, 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 you know, humble him a little bit. Right. So, um, you've mentioned that while you were police chief, crime rates were down. And I want to ask like, how important do you think, uh, social media and in particular Facebook was. I mean, would you put it up there with your sidearm, for example? Like, was it that important to your uh, mission, or was it something that you kind of used but but wasn't really key to your job? I, I actually, at first, it was somewhat, you know, kind of, you know, I guess secondary. But after you know, I, I started getting the. Um, I think you, I guess you could say I kind of mastered <laughs> the art of trash talking on uh, Facebook and calling people out. And it became almost just as important as, uh, you know, my mace or, my, you know, anything that was on my gun belt. It was, I think it was more powerful than anything that I could wear on my gun belt or, or anything like that, because, you know, it, it, it allowed people to interact, you know, with law enforcement. Uh, comment and stuff like that. Whether sometimes it was good, I mean, most of the time it was good. But I have a few bad uh, people uh, response. They they responded kind of negative, you know. As far as most of it had to do with race, you know, because Chula is a pretty much predominantly black town, and most of the people that I uh, arrested were were African American. But uh, that was just that's just a matter of statistics, you know. Uh, I'm sure if I was in a town with 50% black and 50% white, that's pretty much would probably be the, you know, the percentage of the posts, you know, and, and arrest, all the arrests, you know, as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't blame me, you know, because of the, you know, the, the makeup of the town. Right. I think most of our... Uh listeners, anyone who's not from the Deep South doesn't really understand the importance, I think, that race does play, especially in, in small towns. Mm-hmm. Um, keep, you, keep in mind, keep in mind, for those that, you know, might have some Mormons out there that don't really, you know, watch TV or whatever, but uh, I'm actually uh, black as well. So, so that, that, you know, playing the race card just don't work with me. Right. So let me switch gears here, and I want to talk a little bit more about your Facebook pages. So your personal account has 5,000 friends, which is the max. Uh, Your Tula Police Department account has 25,000 likes. Mm -hmm. The New Southern Justice has 10,000, which is enormous for a town of 2,000 people, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, 
And, and so you have supporters inside Mississippi from the U.S., even outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And my first question is, what do they mean to you? Like the fact that there is such this large amount of support online for what you're doing. Um, I, I mean, I love my Facebook family, man. Um, you know, I read, I think about it, a lot of people might not believe it, but I have read pretty much every response, uh, even the little, you know, the comments under the comments. You know, so I tip on, I tap on those and read those. Um, I think it, it's kind of like it's a relationship without, you know, we, we don't know each other, of course, but, you know, I, of course they know me and, you know, I've been seeing, I know the ones that, you know, respond pretty much every time I, I post, you know, like Eric Ferguson. Uh, he's actually, I met, I actually met him. He uh, gave me a walking tall stick from uh, McNary County, up there where Buford Pulsar uh, passed. Uh, he was a sheriff up there. Um, and uh, he, he went up there and got a stick from his, his house. <laughs> you know, his house is now a museum. So he uh, made the trip. And you know, I, I was, I, that was kind of like, I was, you know, kind of in awe when he did that because, and that's kind of like when I started realizing. That you know the, that people were behind me and they supported my cause. They, you know, and they understood the mission. And um, a lot of people wish you know that uh, I would come and work you know in their town. Right, so, I have seen that. Yeah, and and thing about it is, if I could, I would. You know, but that's a bit more like you know, I guess back in the days when you know the the you know the guy would ride in the town and clean up the town and you know ride off into the sunset, going <laughs> to the next place. I mean, that would be too much fun for me if I could do that. Got it. Um, so my next question uh, has to do with you have the Chula Police Department page, and then more recently you have the, the new Southern Justice page. What are the differences between those? Well, I, I started out with the Chula Police Department page. Um, me and some aldermen, they didn't understand. And the thing about it is, on they knew just because they're, you know, elected officials on don't mean that they understand the law, the laws that govern, you know, the United States or, you know, our community and stuff like that. So they were worried that they were going to get sued because of what I said and be calling people out and stuff like that. So they said that they didn't want the police department to have a page. And they told me that they wanted me to stop posting. Well, and, and this is the beauty with the old board, not like the new board. We could agree and disagree on stuff and then, you know, come up with a solution. So I basically told them, I'm not going to stop posting, but I will stop posting on the police department page. So that's when I came up with the new Southern Justice page. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like my blogger page. You know, I've been posting on that. That's what I usually post on. I, I pretty much always post on the, anything dealing with law enforcement or anything dealing with certain, you know, topics or whatever. I'll post on the new Southern Justice page, and uh, I'll share it back and forth with my personal page. Got it. So as a way to kind of compromise with, with the uh, the board. Right. So anything that I say is not, you know, on them, it's, you know, it's strictly on me. Got it. So I just got two more questions for you. Um, one is, do you think that the ways that you've been using social media has inspired other law enforcement agencies or uh, other uh, police? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of other pages kind of like they're getting they're getting a little more you know substance you know with their their posts 
Um, and I heard it's kind of somewhere in Florida. They, there's a sheriff over there that's kind of like doing a, a spinning in the wheel thing on his Facebook page or whatever, uh, or website. And then shortly after I started doing, I think when I first started making national news, the, um, surrounding areas like, uh, Jackson, uh, I've seen some stuff that the, you know, sheriff over there in Jackson, well, Hines County. Yeah, but he posted, and it was a little bit more robust, you know, his uh, approach. And uh, the thing about it is, I can appreciate it. And, you know, I was rooting for him, too, so uh, I'm good for him and good for them, that the ones that are, are doing that, because, you know, I think it's taking technology is, is, is changing. The criminals are, are using stuff, you know, to communicate. They, you know, and the thing about it is, I, and someone else said, one of my Facebook uh, family members, I call them Facebook family members, they posted, you know, <laughs> that, uh, you know, it's, it's funny how, you know, the criminals can post on the on Facebook, F the police and stuff like that, but I can't, you know, call them out on it, you know, and when they do something. So, it's, you know, the battleground is pretty much on, you know, even ground. Um you know, like I said, technology is changing and policing has to change also, you know, with the, the time. So um, hopefully this is something that's, you know, going to be, you know, pretty much mainstream as far as, you know, maybe not, you know, with uh, Facebook or but some type of social media uh, presence is going to be in the police department. Um, I, I think they need to, you know, I've seen they, uh, other police departments, they just put like, you know, little snaps, snapses of, of things, but it's not something that you really enjoy reading. I, I like to, you know, kind of spice mine up a little bit um, and to make it fun for the readers and everything. But everybody knows, even though it sounds, you know, it makes you laugh, I'm, I'm pretty much dead serious. So, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to catch on to uh, a lot of other places. Yeah, I think it's an interesting model. And I mean, I think what you said has a lot of weight that, you know, if your primary audience is, is these criminals that speak in their language is, um, you know, you've been, you've done it in a definitely unorthodox way. But if crime is down and that works, then then who's to say? Um, right. So my last question for you is, is what's next? Um, so you've just sent in your letter of resignation. And uh, what are the future plans? Well, I got actually once I, the, my resignation uh, made the news. I started getting some phone calls from other places that uh, they're kind of far away. I would have to relocate if I was take, to take the job. Um, I'm waiting on a a call right now to see if I get this other job. I put in for a chief of police um, position in uh, a small, small, well, bigger town than than Chula about the same amount of people, uh, but it's, it's somewhat nearby. It's closer uh, than these other offers. So I'm waiting to see what they say first. And then if not, then I, I, I mean, I could just kind of like hang back, but I pretty much addicted to, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to the, you know, the rigmarole of being a chief. Um, so I guess right now I'm just in, the, you know, holding status. And just standing by and enjoying, enjoying my time off. Right. Well, Chief, I'm going to keep calling you, Chief, and uh, we'll let you uh, go and wait for that call. Best of luck, and uh, thanks so much for uh, for taking the time out and sharing your insights with us. Uh, I appreciate it. Long live the Chief, I guess you could say. <laughs>
And thank you. I've just been speaking with Kenneth Hampton, former chief of police at Chula Police Department. Go on over and check out his Facebook page, New Southern Justice. And while you're there, check out ours, Social Media and Politics Podcast. And that's a wrap for this edition of the Social Media and Politics Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Signing off from Copenhagen, I'm your host, Michael Pacetta. See you next time.